Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Dr. Norbert. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Lexa. It's so nice to hear your voice again, and thank you for having me on the show. It's fantastic to talk to you again. It's been, what, a year, year and a half since we've gotten the chance to chat? Yeah, I think it's been that long. We were just talking about it earlier, and I was think I think I was on uh, episode seventeen. Yep, all the way back in the day. And so it's this is episode one sixteen, so just short of a hundred episodes later. Yeah, congratulations to you for having such a successful run of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. So I'm Dr. Norbert. I live in London, but originally from the New York City area. Um, I've been playing uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol since its release and uh, been trying to build up the uh, meta here in in London, but also like to go to lots of events. And so I've been helping um, promote some events around Europe and um, and also getting... um, some, some team tournaments together and actually uh, have been helping out with the first WTC that'll mm-hmm. be happening this October. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck. I will a hundred percent not be there. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. But yes, thank you. It's, it's you know, difficult for everybody, be, uh, you know, because you have to travel and everything, yeah. but we've, we've gotten a lot of interest uh, and it's really excited to make this happen this year. Um, considering that, you know, the meta is still quite junior uh, in many respects for this game. Yeah, it keeps getting shaken up. Yeah, so it's really great to see all the interest of the teams coming out there, so we're looking forward to making that happen. It'll be happening in Copenhagen uh, at the, like, the third weekend of October. Yes, that Um, that is super exciting. Yeah, it really is. And then prior to that, all this, like, real life stuff, uh, I was heavily involved in developing, um, the TTS leagues. So I, I joined and I started playing season two and then started helping out or on the organizational side, season three, um, and then was head, head TO for a little while, then took a break. And then now back to being head TO. And as a matter of fact, just coming off of the high of the season X finals that happened this past Saturday, uh, which was just a brilliant game. If people haven't seen it, do go see it on my YouTube channel, which is DR Norbert games, Dr. Norbert games, uh, because it's a, f- a brilliant game, really interesting, high level play that uh, has the, has the uh, result in doubt until the very bitter end. Those are always the best games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always contended, and this is kind of a personal ethos thing, I would rather lose a close game than win a stomp. Yeah. I totally agree with that. That is, You want to feel like some satisfaction in it. Mm-hmm. And so some of that ethos might be why I'm never going to make it in the competitive circuit. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, as long as you're having a good game, oh, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of competitive, the last thing that I did was we went to Adepticon, uh, and me and Gil from Denmark, who's also the head TO for um, the WTC, um, we uh, went second again for the second year in a row at the uh, Adepticon doubles uh, uh, tournament. So that was really thrilling. Yeah. One of these years, you're going to have to make it out to LVO. Because that's the yeah, one I'm convention. That's the one convention I actually can make it out to because I work it, and so I get some support in uh, heading to it. Oh, amazing! It'd be fantastic to see you there. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. We'll see for next year. It's also in an advantageous spot in my calendar for my jobs, which also helps. Jobs plural. Yikes! I have three of them. This being one of them. <laughs> Which, like, I can't complain too much when one of my jobs is the podcast. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah. But now, I must ask you what some consider the most difficult question of the week. What character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Yeah, um, I'm so glad you gave me a heads up about this question ahead of time so I could think through it. I'm not very good on my feet. Uh, but I do have an answer that I actually would love is uh, when I was reading the comic books back in the 90s, uh, one of the characters I really enjoyed w- very much was the Silver Surfer. Yeah, very fair. He is an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like his tragic, a- the tragic aspect of his uh, character backstory. Yes. Um. 
I, I think I would not be surprised if he comes with whenever we get the Fantastic Four, which I'm guessing won't be for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're holding us. They're holding us uh, out on, on that one, and everyone's being stretched thin in their patience. Well, I think some of it is, and I've made the statement on the podcast before. I think on a functional side of things, the Fantastic Four isn't a cell anymore. Mm-hmm. They are not the X-Men or anything like that. So while they're fan favorites for comics fans, they don't have the cultural penetration that a lot of the other marquee yeah. things that you... Mm. They have the cultural penetration around, say, something like Beta Ray Bill, which yeah. is not going to be a mainstay character you're going to sell a line off of. And so I think <laughs> they are super well-loved, but they aren't respected on a like cultural penetration front. Yeah, it's fair. And so I think that causes a lot of issues on how and when to market them because they kind of need to be marketed as this big marquee thing when they don't really have the prestige for being a big marquee thing anymore. Yeah, I think I think uh, the the film coming out would be the next logical step, and that's not for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Silver Surfer is a really interesting choice. Um, he he is an interesting wrinkle because he is as representative as the Herald of Galactus, this big coming forth that I think would be very difficult to implement on the tabletop. Yeah, um, for sure. But well, what you could do is one of those things like typical, which is you know Galactus is imminently eating the planet. And this and the and the organized play kit would be about you, you know, staving it off somehow by breaking the dimensional barriers coming through or some other things like that. Yeah. So you wouldn't see him necessarily, but he'd be off stage as being the uh, villain. Yeah, I very could be a very good OP kit for sure. Um, yeah. But with all of that out of the way, who did you bring for us to talk about today? Ah, so yes, I'm very excited about this because I was paging through a number of different um, characters. Uh, and then this old school one came up and I was like, gosh, this seems so good. Like, why isn't this person being used very often? And that person is Craven. Yeah. Uh, Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who follow the Patreon podcast, you will know I play a lot of this guy. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, on the Patreon at the $5 tier is the Darkhold, where I talk about all the rosters I have personally been playing in my home games. If you want to hear what I have been playing, you can do so there, along with many other benefits that you will hear about at the end of the episode. Uh, but no, I really like Craven. I think he does a lot of interesting stuff in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I play him a lot as... He is basically my second choice when building criminal syndicate lists, uh, Shadowland Daredevil lists. It's mm-hmm. literally Shadowland Devil, Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am. Um, I'm definitely interested to hear about how you're using him there. Um, uh, as people may or may not know, he is uh, aligned with um, Criminal Syndicate and also the Spider Foes. Yep. So we will not be putting him in either of those places, and we also will not be putting him in Wakanda. That's where we put him back all the way back in episode 50. The last time we talked about him. <laughs> okay. Cool. So right. yeah. Um, but he is. I think the big thing for me is he is a class of character, which I don't think gets enough respect, but I really like. Characters that can attack a person that have that is grabbed or sit on a midline objective and still make it to the midline objective that same turn. Mm, on turn right. one. Right. Because he has that walk, spear thrust, walk onto the point. And with, a, with two re-rolls in Shadowlands Daredevil, that spear thrust can hurt. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, we're we're going to avoid putting him into building a roster around him, but the yeah, <clears throat> Shadowland Daredevil uh, is about attrition. This guy enables attrition like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with the with the extra t- two rerolls he's got, he he can get a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. And he builds power for follow me, uh, all according to plan, all of that stuff. Yeah, sure. So yeah, he then. I, I've started looking at what characters do I think are most underrated. And I think there is the entire class of people who can attack the midline and then get on to the point following that attack, I think is all, all basically underrated. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and, but you see it now, but it's usually through extract steals that you see that sort of thing. You know, people go up, steal the extract, and then walk back to safety. Um, but you don't see it so much for something like um, uh, Secure, like you're mentioning. Yeah, attrition. Yeah. It's, it's the ability to get attrition while still stabilizing on the Secure. And he can also do this and get onto, like, a B while still going after someone who picked up a middle extract or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um the versatility in his movement is really powerful. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, you finish up your point. Oh, I was going to say, like, in, in, give him a hammer, and now suddenly he's also got you know extra dice that he's rolling on top of everything, and which is fine in terms of being able to potentially pick up the hammer and then still get onto the center point. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, what leaders jump out to you? Um, should we talk a little bit about why he's so good, and then that we can talk about yeah. why why he might um, be helpful in those affiliations? Sure, why not? Okay, cool. So his stats are nothing to write home about. He's a three threats and has basically all the all the kind of milk toast uh, stats for that. Um, maybe his hit points are a little light. Um, it's probably okay for a, a three threat, but these days people seem to be beefier. What do you think? Yes and no, because I think he actually is secretly beefier um, than you expect because he gets a flat reroll on attack and defense. Yeah, that's fair. His stats are three, three, three uh, for for defense rolls, so that you know quite normal. But as mm-hmm. you said, it, that goes up at least a half die, if not almost a full die, uh, because of the rerolls. Yep, I think it is. Uh. The Miles leadership singular reroll is like a 33 or 32% chance uh-huh. of confronting okay. an extra success on three dice. Because um, I heard uh, the Tonka Truck guys talking about comparing the Miles leadership versus the new Modoc leadership on defense and how they were statistically very similar. Okay. Perfect. So, you know, you're not going to get a, a full die, obviously, mm-hmm. but you still get that extra chance, which is really important. And it, like you said, it's for free and it's on his attack and, and his defense rolls. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as um, his attacks, you mentioned a couple of them. He, the thing about them is they're both zero cost. Really mm-hmm. interesting. And one is, uh, you know, the first one, the uh, what is it? Uh, Kukri Strike is only range two, five dice. Uh, it's a flat gainer. But the target gets bleed automatically, and if he rolls a wild, he can advance a short. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit more movement. Now, the spear threats, though, which uh, I find a little bit more intriguing for him, I don't know how you feel about this, is uh, because it's range three, again, zero th- cost, only four dice. Um, it's, a, it's a builder type of attack, but two different things about it. One is if he has advanced or been placed during the activation uh, this turn, then after the attack result, it, he can advance medium. Uh, and so placing, you know, if you had, for instance, um, Crimson Dynamo, um, not Crimson, who's the one, um, or somebody like Lockjaw or, or Heimdall, uh, if they place him, for instance, or... No. Uh, I'm thinking, no? What? No, because those characters place on that, char- uh, on, like, Lockjaw oh, places on, on his turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but how about X Men Hop then? Right. Yep. X Men Hop, Midnight Suns Hop, both. Yep. Give him that movement to then get that medium move on both attacks. Yes, exactly. So, um, so he gets to yeah. So my point is, is he could advance like you were saying earlier, but he could also get placed by those two different affiliations, and um, and still then be able to do two actions one and then get a third advance basically um which is amazing yep uh and then the other aspect of the attack which would be a little harder to pull off is if he's already attacked a target with the 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 shorter attack the uh, kukri strike uh then when he does the spear thrust then he adds three dice to this attack roll so that makes it seven dice that he's throwing uh again with that reroll in the attack dice yeah so that that's becomes super strong uh for a three threat oh yeah um, and then he has an interesting ability uh, that we also, speaking of Lockjaw, we have seen on Lockjaw as well, which is Expert Tracker, where you can pay three power and choose a char- enemy character, and everyone rolls an additional attack dice into that character. 
Yeah. And this is the money for Craven, in my opinion. You know, the attacks that you talked about in the movement, very nice, definitely useful. But this is just bonkers. Yeah. So long as he has power, uh, he, he could make any, uh, you know, if you're attrition focused, he could make any target anywhere on the board the victim of extra dice rolls, which mm -hmm. is just can, can be so uh, impactful. And it, it just seems like such a great ability that I wanted to see how we could use him on the table. Yeah. And then also, he can prevent the extract carriers from running away with the corn of the beast. Yes. So this is only two power. Mm -hmm. uh, the enemy has to be within three when he uses it. Uh, but until the end of its next activation, each time that chosen character advances or climbs, it suffers uh, damage. Yep. And if it had wall crawler, it loses the wall crawler ab ability. Yeah. Which is so very potent as well. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, you really, especially if you have characters who like are extracts uh, runners and want to run away, basically, mm -hmm. um, you throw this on them and they're suffering two damage automatically, which sometimes is enough to finish them off. Or if they just have one damage left, you just put this on there and then they have to think about what they're going to do uh, or because they'll, they'll just die if they decide to advance. Yeah. And this gets really funny with power effects. Tell me. Uh, because bow effects are advances. Ah, uh, uh, so, okay, gotcha. So they deal damage. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, let me see. Is it, is it advances or climbs? Yeah, they're, if they're advances, it's fine. Yeah. And if you know you throw it on uh, Toad, he won't be able to run away. Yep. Uh, you throw it on uh, Loki, he, he'll have similar problems when he's trying to avoid an attack. Yep. So really interesting, mm -hmm. um, a little harder to use than Expert Tracker, but still within three is a pretty pretty decent range. Yeah. So that all being talked about, what le uh, what places do you jump out to you? Yeah. So um, I had two two different directions with him. One was where we try to improve his movement ability, mm -hmm. um, both to maybe trigger that spear thrust advance, but also maybe to get him closer within two uh, to so he could do both attacks and get mm -hmm. that extra dice. So what I had in mind, as I mentioned earlier, was Midnight Suns or X-Men. Yep. That movement. Both of them. On the other hand, yeah, go ahead. Both of them are very good options for that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side of it, though, if you're trying to use him mostly for expert tracker and he's not going to get a lot of attacks in, um, you know, especially because the spear thrust, which is range three, is a, um, a builder. So if he doesn't do any damage, which is possible, isn't the, the biggest number of dice that you're throwing, mm -hmm. he's going to, I think, might be a little power poor. And so then the choices go down to Steve Avengers or Inhumans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, very fair. Um, I I think there are some other options on the table for him. Tell me. Um, sure. Just because he has some... How do I phrase this? He's actually much more self-sufficient than people expect just from that re-roll. Mm -hmm. um, so... And with his mobility, I could see him being a three-point in a sinkable spam list. He's getting... He has the ability to attack while still getting onto points, so you get both the attrition and the positioning you want in a sinkable list. Um, and the defeat defensive weevils means that in 1v1 fights, he can hold his own better than most three threats. Yeah, I can see that. So, And that would hold for any kind of spam-oriented list, wouldn't yeah. it? I think he's also fairly solid in Sam spam. Yeah, especially because then he'd get the movement uh, from the affiliation ability occasionally. Mm -hmm. And that can set and, him and, up and, for Kukri strikes and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And now that you got me going on it, it could be also Malekith Cabal for the same reason. During mm -hmm. the affiliation, it gets the extra movement, and they want to do attrition typically, so, you know, he's helping. Yeah, for sure. And he is a fantastic battery for follow me. Yeah, you were saying before that you feel like he... So you, in your experience, he gains enough power to be able to fuel something like that? Yes. Um... Because you are generally plinking in for one to two damage and attack. Um, right. But by the end of turn two, you've made 
three to four attacks depending on the game stake. So, and he doesn't really have that much he spends his power on unless you are expert, doing a big expert tracker turn. So you can end up at like six or seven power by that point super easily. Okay, fair enough. So you have to kind of save up for it. Mm-hmm. But like, he's not... I don't play him as a character that plays Expert Tracker every turn. Just because sometimes you want to activate your threat before Craven, And so a- after the threat has activated, you don't really have the... Uh, the activation threat to really want to leverage Expert Tracker, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. It's the same problem with Hood's gang uh, yeah. using Hood. For you know, sure. It's a, it's a great ability, but um, sometimes the order of activations just makes it um, kind of awkward to activate normal um, Hood first. Yeah. Um, I do think there are builds of X-Men that are that are much more fighty now that he could be a really solid place in. Uh, yeah, the new, you know, X-Men with Red Skull kind of um, favorite way of playing these days uh, could easily use it, take advantage of this. Well, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking about, like, Logan plus Craven seems like an annoying board. <laughs> what, why those two in particular? Well, Logan, Craven can support Logan in taking out a big target without needing to be in his uh, his prevent reroll bubble. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And he Absolutely. is also, if he ends up starting the turn within that prevent reroll bubble, you storm hop off of him, attack someone, move medium, attack someone, move medium. You're out of three at that point. Mm. I was also oh sorry go yeah. ahead go ahead oh, uh, I was thinking also um, uh, you know focusing on the attrition side of him it, weapon X yeah could he be there mm-hmm. he he doesn't the- explicitly benefit from the leadership because the leadership is Xeno locked but he can definitely play into the game plan yeah, precisely. That's what I was thinking. And Logan's part of is affiliated, yep. so that would work with your idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't quite get the thing where you can get him out of Logan range while still getting two attacks because you don't have the storm hop. But you can play him on opposite sides of the board. Yeah, precisely. He doesn't have to be near Logan to yep. do that ability. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah, I and then he he helps people like Deadpool out who wants to roll lots of dice and yeah. reroll dice to get those triggers. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Deadpool is an interesting character. <laughs> I know you would like uh, playing her, uh, him. Uh, Deadpool, I have very specific places I play him, and it's never for bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, always for mark with a mouth power denial shenanigans. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Because I don't want the opponent to have fun. No, why? Why would you play this game if if that's going to be the goal? Yeah. Yeah, I think there are some interesting options on the table. Um, I could also see him playing in a classic Red Skull strategy. Um, because he is a character that has a gainer and breaking. Uh that's going to likely deal damage, so turning that flat one into a flat two is very solid. Um, how, how about in shield, since he, they want to hang back and shoot, and he can help them from anywhere? Shield is an interesting thing. Um, I think he could do interesting things in shield, but not the traditional shield build. The traditional shield build wants to maximize on effects that you are doing on your opponent's turn. Okay, yeah, that's true. He doesn't really have any. But I think there are still avenues of shield left unexplored, specifically with some of the characters that they don't play as much. Um, But this may also just be me being a big fan of Steve Rogers, Captain America, Steve Rogers. (laughs) Um. I never get tired of people saying that. Yeah. 
And also, I think Human Torch may have more play than people are crediting him with. In Shield, and speci- specifically. I, well, considering he sees basically zero play right now, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he is such an interesting piece. Um, I'm 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 looking to paint him up in a couple of weeks' time, uh, yeah. along with the old G Captain America. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've talked about a number of options. Which one jumps out to you as the one that you want to build? Ah, uh, let's see. So we talked about X Men, Midnight Suns, Steve Avengers, and Humans. Uh, what were your, some of your choices? Uh, Sin Cabal, classic Red Skull Cabal. We also talked a little bit about Weapon X and Shield. Should we should we go with Weapon X? They're pretty popular. Very fair, yeah. So I'm guessing we're getting Logan and X23 in there. Absolutely, and I guess a Honey Badger then too, right? Yeah. All right, let me get my my builder out. How are you building your lists these days? I've been using Cerebro for a long time. Oh, of course, yeah, cool. Uh, I have. <laughs> I switched over at episode 31, back when the previous build I was using stopped, was having issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if that build is still being supported or not, because I haven't checked in in a while. Probably not. The new app ones are the ones that are people mostly using, I think. It doesn't even have an MCP resource page anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So probably because uh, it was uh, the one you had to sideload in. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Now, I never did that because they didn't come out with a uh, iOS version very early on. Yep. I, I was using the PC version. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was a long time ago. And then I switched over to Reaper, and I think Reaper is great. So yeah, um, I am using. Um, so I've put in so far: Craven, X twenty three, Honey Badger, and Logan. Yep. Uh, um. So the rest, there's only three other people in this affiliation. So let's talk about them quickly. Uh, okay. Apex Predator. How do you feel about him? Um. Uh, I've just painted him up. His sculpt is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's there's that. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I, I'm really keen. I haven't used him just yet, but I'm actually kind of keen to try him out in a number of different builds. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm currently playing Shadowland Daredevil Criminals, yeah, uh, and I've been using Logan for that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I could swap in um, Apex Threader uh, as an alternative and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I, I will need to tell you about the disgusting Shadowlands build I did the uh, the other month. Oh, Okay. Uh, let's just say I did Modoc Shadowlands Daredevil, and it did some disgusting stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Old Modoc, not new Modoc. Five-cost Modoc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I totally got it. And the in Modoc's affiliated. So. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, he's I mean, another... this guy's really great. Um, Apex Order, he he's got a, the Pounce, which is yep. throw medium, not short, which is um, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got a throw, which is size three or less, also medium, which is fantastic. Um, and can add more dice to his attacks. Mm-hmm. So quite expensive, but nonetheless. Yeah, so he is and, a very power hungry character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, maybe instead of using his stop squealing and die, which costs four power, instead he was relying on Craven giving him an extra die. It's not the mm-hmm. same number of dice naturally, but still, yeah. he's rolling a lot to begin with. So one more is actually just a could be just enough. Yeah. Um. Then you have Domino, who I think is great. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And giving her an extra die is terrifying. Yeah. Exactly, because she can do so much with those dice with her ability to manipulate the the, the results. Yeah, so I think 100% Domino gets in. Yeah. And then we talked about him a little bit earlier. I don't think Domino is... Uh, Deadpool is good in Weapon X. Mm. I think there are yeah. other places that make him interesting, but none of them are the places he's affiliated. Mm-hmm. 
if that makes sense. Okay, fair. Yes. I understand what you mean. Sure. Uh, and I'm just trying to look now. I'm looking at the characters to see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, X-23 and Honey Badger work as a unit to provide movement, but then it's mostly, well, it's close close range to medium range attacks mm-hmm. um, from them both. Logan has fantastic movement ability and uh, long range, uh, medium range attacks. Yeah. Domino. <laughs> You've been a victim of them, have you? I have, I have <laughs> been a victim of Logan. Um. Uh, domino as medium ranged attacks, mm-hmm. so so the medium range and um, Craven looks in that medium close range as well. Yep, yep, that's right. And so and Apex Predator, well, he's got pounce, which kind of changes the dynamic a bit. Although it is expensive. Yeah. Um, but his normal attacks are at range two and range three. Mm-hmm. But he also the, the the spender at least has the same thing like Logan, where he gets to place within one of the target character. Yeah. So a bit of movement. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think we let, leave Deadpool at home, but we grab everybody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Who jumps out to you for splashes? Yeah, so I'm just uh, I'm, we went through the exercise of figuring out how these guys move and what they want to do in terms of attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a lot of long range shooting here, mm-hmm. unless and the affiliation ability doesn't help anybody outside of affiliation, correct? No. Yeah, so it doesn't that doesn't help us um, in terms of choosing somebody else. If we're going just, long range, I do have a preference character. Okay. Because I think they are secretly one of the top three characters in the game. And that is okay. the Howling Commanders. Oh, yes. I, I could definitely get behind that. Yeah. I, they are um, remarkable in that they have stealth, but then they have this really great long range attack, or you know, medium range attack, but still. Range four is I, I I the way I view it, range one, range two is close range, range three is medium, range four, range five is long range. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um and it's uh ener- um uh, well some of it's energy, so mm-hmm. we have something other than physical. That might be another thing that we have to worry about. Yeah. But also he uh they allow for reposition on turn one in really powerful ways. They give you support when your characters who are going in hard die. They just yep. do a lot. Yes. Yeah, and like I said, they have stealth so they can hang back um, mm-hmm. and be safe. I like that idea. Let's see, and they're only three, three threats. Threat. Perfect. I unironically think they are one of the top three characters in the game. I believe it. Howling Commandos. Okay, I've added them. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about twos. We already have a two. Oh, of course. Honey Badger. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And All I, right, so maybe we... I th- yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we're quite the double two roster here. We're not going no, no, super no. wide. So, yeah. Okay. Do we want some uh, flashy, expensive character? Then maybe. Um, Let's take a look. The flashy, expensive character I've been playing most recently... And is that squirrely mobile thing that a chunk of the rest of our roster is, is Hulkbuster. Uh-huh. Why do you like him here? Um, the control elements. He has control yeah. elements. He also has self-reposition while not losing action efficiency, uh, which allows you both to stay out of that Logan antitrust bubble while also setting up stuff, he gets uh, size four throws on both terrain and character, depending on how you do it. And he has uh, a magical set of words that I think people under-respect. Which is, the target character does not gain power for damage dealt by this attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for his meteor punch. Yeah. Like, yep. people don't respect those words. He's got a throw. Uh, as I said, he can push people off with his repulsive blast. The repulsive blasts are energy, mm-hmm. which we wanted. Um, the other b- 
big boy that I'm thinking of could potentially be something is this may be a space mall list. <laughs> wow. Okay, I was going to say we do need a bit more control. Mm-hmm. So you're, we're, we're tracking on the same thing. Let me look him up. Because he uh, each of his attacks on a wild gives an advance. And and we like advances. <laughs> uh, let's see. Which one are you talking about? Oh, um, I see. The black tongue. Right? Yeah. Yeah, range four, six dice. Mystic. Yeah. Huh. And um, so you do need to roll the wild on that one. Yeah. Um, but if we're kicking out up to seven dice, either we have a fairly solid shot of rolling a wild there. Sure. And if not, we may just kill them anyway. Because seven dice mystic. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and he can hang back because mm-hmm. he's he's vulnerable. Um, but, the you know, he's got all those other Weapon X characters to be up in the fray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Um, just trying to think between the two of them now, him or, or Hulkbuster, which might be better, but... I, maybe Ebony Maw. Yeah. Okay. With Space Gem. Yes. Because also with Space Gem, you give the ability to counter-control your opponent in uh, the... in a matchup where you don't, where most of your characters don't want to be losing action efficiency doing move actions. So it's like, you can use, turn one, you'll probably want to use it on himself so he can get up and get double attack on turn one. But past that point, you start using it on like Apex or Logan to get them into position to do their uh, shenanigans. That's scary. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, that gives us eight characters so far. Do you, how about um, Ordinary Iron Man as a cheaper control element? Yeah. Ordinary Iron Man is very solid. Uh, I have definitely spent days lasering people. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. I did that at, at Atepticon in the finals of the doubles tournament that I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh. We had uh, the full-on leather show with both sides. Uh, I had a match recently. Full-on leather show with both sides took both Helios Laser Bombardment and uh, Ricochet Blast. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so that was an interesting match. <laughs> it was different Steve, but it was still a good time. Sure. Oh, sorry, different caps. Because uh, yeah, one yeah, was yeah, Steve, yeah. one was uh, Sam. That leaves us right. one pick one. left. And I'm thinking a splash of four threat would be, because we've got two splashes of three, mm-hmm. well, th- or three splashes of three if you can count Craven. Yeah. And we've got uh, six Ebony Maw, six-point mm-hmm. Ebony Maw, so maybe a four would be useful. Uh. Let, let's talk about one of the newer boys in the club. How okay. do you feel about new Modoc as a splash? Oh, okay. Let's see. I'm going to call him up. Because he has range four attacks that can be either physical or energy and give out incinerate, which our team doesn't mind. He has terrain throw of size four. He has dice modification um, and he has abilities to move the attacks onto your Weapon X characters, so then mm-hmm. that you can spend memory to increase their defense dice. And also, a lot of the Weapon X characters we are bringing have healing factors, so getting attacks on them is not the worst thing in the world. Yes, exactly. I was thinking about the latter one. I hadn't thought about the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea would be to, to be very sparing with the splashes then, right? Because the, we have two big ones and two threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's we're definitely going to always bring in Craven because that's kind of the conceit of the show. So it's right. you get one other splash at most each round, each right. map, basically. Right, right, right. So having synergy inlaid with the affiliated characters that are going to be the vast majority of what you're bringing to the table 
is important while also having synergy with the character you have and having that backline support when you're when you're the rest of your crew is heading in is something we've been talking about yeah that's true his range is uh he's got range four physical range three mystic attack well that mystic is expensive um <laughs> yeah well and also that uh range four attack can be physical or energy yes fair Okay, so that's helpful, actually. Yeah. I wish AMG actually would use a split symbol on those types of attacks to to help remind you. Interesting. I I can you know definitely that. see that, but there <laughs> may be some rule things about making sure where when outside of the choosing of the attack, it needs to be a single attack type for different rules interactions. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Where the rules get muddied if you're targeting this ability for some reason and it's two different types at the same time. Yeah. Okay. But that's... Okay, so we've... Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to recap for everybody. Craven, X-23, Honey Badger. Logan, Apex Predator, Domino. And then the other splashes we have are Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, regular Iron Man... Ebony Maw with a Space Gem, and um, uh, Modoc Scientist Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. That is tactics. Uh, I generally go down to um, objectives and then tactics because okay. I find a crisis is influence tactics more than tactics is influence crisis. If that makes sense. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So, okay. um, secure-wise, I think we want to be doing midline stuff. For sure. For sure. Or, or Bs at, at, at worst. Mm -hmm. So, I think we start with intrusions. Uh, hang on. Let me call it up. Uh, intrusions. Oh, yeah, you like that one. Mm -hmm. it, it allows us to always position... Uh, it allows us to always reposition characters out of Logan's bubble or reposition Logan to a side of the board where he is alone, yeah. while yeah. also forcing people into confined space. And we have a chunk of characters that get that turn one advantage of being able to attack the midline while still contesting that midline objective. Okay. Fair enough. That makes sense? Yes. Yes. Um, with that, I'm taking a look at some of the other ones. Uh... Yeah, they uh, got rid of a lot of the Cs. Yes, they did. Uh, the only other one is like Gamma. What is it called? Um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, not Gamma Wave. What's the one? Deadly Meteors is what I'm thinking about. Um, and but it's, it's not that's, a C anymore. Yeah, it's not a C. It's similar, but um, uh, the only other one that is strictly on the midline, and I don't think we like it because of what's going on with it, is Maya Fisk. Yeah, for sure. I was I discounted that because the I don't think we, our guys can man we're we're power hungry as it is. Yeah. How about um uh let's see we have things like um uh what's it called uh, uh sword sword base yeah sword base um, I that definitely feels solid for us. We have the ability to recover better than most teams while still keeping up our attrition. Yeah, I do like it. I play it in Shadowland Daredevil, and it's quite good. Mm -hmm. so okay. Yeah, let's get sword base in there. Now, the other ones that are midline are like um, uh, Gamma Wave and Demons Downtown. Mm -hmm. Gamma Wave, I find a very uh, scary when I play Attrition because if the other team is able to control me, they start racking up the points if, faster than I can um, Attrition them down. It's a little less scary than it used to be. Sure. Um, where I still, where I think it's suddenly a tight and interesting race rather than very control sighted. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely easier, but I like I don't know. I still find that problematic. I've been leaning towards uh, demons downtown often, mm -hmm. but I specifically don't try to uh, score as much. Maybe except for the back one. Instead, I want them to score so that I can get them to be incinerated, and and that helps the attrition get plan. I I'm down for demons plan. 
Yeah. Do you play it that way, though, or do you try to score it? Uh, I'll be honest. My local meta is not that demons heavy, so I don't play it as often as I think mm. many people do. Uh, just between Omnis, who is the pay-to-flip person. So uh, all locals have gone <laughs> very pay-to-flip good. And sure. so so you are likely to see a Mutant Madman or uh, a uh, Spider Portals uh, show up on the table. Uh, between that and we just have a love for bees over here. Okay, so, got it. So, yep. so like, Gamma doesn't show up as often and Demons don't show up as often as I think the general consensus experience of a Marvel Crisis Protocol player would show. Sure. All right, extract-wise, um, we have... I mean, the, my go-tos would be um, Research Station and Paranoia. Mm -hmm. I think we love Paranoia because we just have so much healing factor. Right. Exactly. So I'm putting that in. Research station research. is a big brawl in the middle. I'm. Yep. I can see it, but I think Weapon X shines more when they are in a bunch of one v one fights than a big team brawl. If that makes sense. Okay. It does make sense. Um. Okay. But I think research station is still a very, is still a completely solid take. Um. Well, let's see what else we can yeah. put it in the we'll put it on the sideboard for now. Hammers is hammers. Everyone thinks yeah. they're good at them. I have no idea who's actually good at them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think we need it. I don't think we need yeah. it with Craven helping. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we are a perfectly fair cube team. Yes, I was thinking cubes for the same reason uh, the, yeah, about the healing, healing factor. factor. Um, though we aren't playing what I continue cont to contend is the best cube runner in the game. Okay, tell me. Uh, OG Sabertooth. Oh, yeah? He's the <laughs> only long-moving he uh, healing factor character. Oh, I see. Oh, interesting. Oh, you've really studied that. I wouldn't have put that two and two together. Yeah. He he's the only one with that combo. When someone else with that combo comes out, there will suddenly be competition. But I think the mix of long move and healing factor, and to a lesser extent, uh, aggressive, which can your opponent really has to play around sometimes when he's running away, means he's an amazing cube carrier. But that is a digression. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. I would maybe think either alien ship or scrolls. Yeah. And Scrolls is just a crisis I have fallen in love with. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it is so much fun. Um, you can we have some... a lot of physical defense people on the yep. board, so it's easier to not get pushed. And we can also punish their people getting pushed very severely. Yeah. Like, you... yeah, we... we already have access to them on the midline. If they are off that midline on our side of the board, we suddenly get very scary. Sure. All right. So I think we got it. Intrusions, sword, demons downtown. Yeah. And then extracts, paranoia, struggle for the cube, and scrolls. Mm -hmm. So now tactic cards. Yeah. I just really quickly want to mention the, the threats. That leaves us with threats of 15, 16, 17, 19 and 20. Mm -hmm. So we so, play the oh. full threat gamut. Yeah, basically. Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tactics. Yes, tactics. So I don't know how you do it, but I tend to look first at what affiliation has to offer and then what the individual characters have to offer and then go for unaffiliated cards. So uh, we have an additional step just because of uh, the program that we are, which is first... Yeah. We look at the the star character of the month of the week and what they are bringing. And even though it's not a great card, I think we still bring Fearful Symmetry just because someday I want it to happen. 
<laughs> okay, I did look at that card. I did kind of throw it away <laughs> before the show. But I mean, okay, there is something to be said about that. I mean, Web Warriors uh, still popular. Yeah, maybe not as popular as they once were. So there is a chance you come across Peter Parker. No, I one of my goals in Marvel Crisis Protocol is to make that card happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a crazy card. I'm reading it now. Uh, when Craven KOs an enemy Peter Parker, and you don't have one in your squad, you can play the card. Craven transforms into Spider-Man Peter Parker, uh, who's a little bit better now. He got buffed with an extra yeah. hit point. Uh, replace his stat card with a Spider-Man's card uh, with his healthy side up. Move all damage, tokens, power, blah, 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 from Craven to Spider-Man. Spider-Man is now part of your squad. So basically, you could turn Craven into Spider-Man. And the funny thing is, it flips a an injured Craven over to the hel- over to a healthy Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. I mean, how am I going <laughs> to deny you, Alexa? We're going to put it in. Uh, and then there's one card we functionally have to put in, which is are you sure you want to remember? Yes, exactly. Which is the Weapon X affiliation card. Yep. Now, looking at Weapon X, uh, they have only two other cards. Uh, They have the card I think is very solid, and the card I think is really interesting and I'm not sure about. Okay. With you, I can never tell which one that might be, because you're always always doing the other thing. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think most people like the dossier, correct? Dossier, I think, is very solid. It's a fun minigame. There's some weird stuff that can happen with it. Um, I I have been playing a fair bit of Ant-Man and Wasp recently and giving them the dossier and having them drop it way in the back of the board turn one. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I do. It's, 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 I'll, um, I put it on my uh, like ninjas, for instance, and they yeah. just run away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Call the Pack is a really interesting card. Um, Let's see. So, well, the pack. When an allied weapon X character removes damage from itself, it may spend two to play this card. The character that plays this card advances short. Then all allied characters with the three of it may advance short towards the character that played this card. And that triggers a lot with their healing factor, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I don't think it is quite good because that the way it functionally works off of healing factor means that it's always happening at the end of your activation. Sure. And so you always allow your opponent time to react. Um, I I think there are some... If certain other cards were still in the game, this would be a much better card. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you could med pack and then call the pack off of the med pack heal. Um, also, I think this probably helps promote the gang up in one area type mm-hmm. of plan, which we said that we didn't want to do yeah. with Weapon X. So. so I think we leave it at home. But for you extended players, if there are any of you out there, consider <laughs> call the pack with uh if if you're building weapon X and extended, consider call the pack with med pack. Um now we only have one restricted card. Hang on, so we're gonna put in a dossier though, right? Yes. Dossier's in. Yeah, okay. Right. We only have one restricted card because we are bringing the space gem. Yes, correct. Which restricted card jumps out to you? Okay, let me let me call it, pull them up so I can remember. Uh, status. Here we are. I'm using uh, MCPDB. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, advance R and D. Probably not. Brace. Maybe disarm. Follow me. Well, follow me would be good. We talked about that earlier yeah. about how Craven could power that guy up. Mm-hmm. Indomitable. I don't too worried about. Um, patch up and sacrifice. Mm, I don't know. I, I think follow me would be fine if not brace. Yeah, I want to lean towards follow me also because I think it's the one that is going to disappear the soonest. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's get our usage out of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's one more card that is not quite affiliated, but really should be, aff- but it's basically affiliated. Yeah, tell me. Which one? Uh, exceptional healing. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, we need that one. Now, do you like the Logan cards? Uh, there is one, right? Gotta get the mayor. 
Yes. I think it's interesting. I'm not sure of its practicality. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I I do some janky stuff with it, but I use my ninjas to do it typically because mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of a throwaway character where at the, at the baseline... Um, they tend to walk backwards next to him a little bit, um, so that triggers the card, and then they go forward to do something else. <clears throat> but you know, they're, they're not usually that important for turn one, so I can afford to do that. Yeah. Um, what about the Wolverines card? Since we're playing, Laura is what is she X twenty three? Yes. Yeah. So while, uh... oh gosh, it costs three each though. Yeah, it it's expensive, but yeah, it's a no very thanks. good effect. But it's yeah, also it's kind big. of anti synergy with uh, Logan uh, being a long way away. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Though, All right. uh, the one of the character specific cards that jumps out to me the most um, mm. is Happy Birthday Run. Happy Birthday Run. Okay. Which is the uh, Sabretooth card. Where uh, he gets to make an attack out of activation. Onto a character that has activated. Oh, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. We we like this card. For sure. Yeah. And it's six dice and they cannot use reactive superpowers or reactive team tactic cards. So it's not going to get bodyguarded away and stuff. And randomly, if you're facing another Logan, uh, you can make them drop objective tokens. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm really quickly looking. Do we want Jonathan? Jonathan is a weird card that I have no idea how I feel about. Because <laughs> it, it's removing the downside of a character for one turn at the cost of a tactics card slot. Yeah. So, We're just thinking about holding spots, maybe. Yeah. Let's put that in the maybe pile. Okay. Um. There is. I'm looking so far. There are other characters so far. I haven't found many so, cards that we're interested in. Uh, how do Howling we feel? Commandos. Howling Commandos doesn't ha- has one, but not one we want to use because that is their parachute deployment, and we want to use the uh, turn okay. one. Uh, yeah. Helios Laser Bombardment is a thing we can look at. Yep. And then I need to remember the name of a thing because it got spoiled recently. This is a new card. Yes. Um, and it's called Simpletons. I'll do it myself. Oh, yes. Okay. Sure. And in fact, aim, is Aim Lackey's possible or is that affiliated? Uh, unfortunately, it is locked to old Modoc only. Okay. Right. It is not affiliated because I did some dirty stuff with it in Criminal Syndicate, but it's locked to old Modoc. Gotcha. Too bad. Uh, I would like that card. But yeah, uh, do we want to get Helios in? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's throw it in for now. Mm-hmm. Why not? And I'm just looking. He's got Mind Games and Simpleton. Mind Games, I don't love. Simpleton is really interesting. Yeah. Let's see. So Simpleton, if you have fewer VPs than your opponent, uh, George Tarleton spends two to play the card. So that can ha- happen anytime during your active, uh, active turn. Yep. Doesn't have to be on his. Mm-hmm. Choose an ally character within three that is holding or contesting an objective token. If the chosen character was holding an objective token, George is now holding that token. If the character was contesting it, you move him within one of that token. Then the chosen character is KO'd. You score one PP. You like this one? Uh, yeah. Because of the movement to get him in a position? It's both movement. It's a weird assemble the virus solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, VP tech. It, it is it, we are an attrition team, so we're likely to go down on VPs. So this is a way to keep the VP game close, especially if we have a character that is uh like limping along and about to die anyway. Yeah, sure. That's I don't true. know if it's a hundred percent solid, but I think it has interesting gameplay 
that I want to look into. All right. I've thrown it in there. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just thinking, doesn't Maw have some interesting card? Yes. Uh, I do think we bring Shh. Oh, Shush, yes. But I thought there was a throw. Maybe that's just his normal throw. No. Yeah. So, Maw has a team-up card with Black Swan. Uh, okay. Um, that is, uh, base, uh, it is, sorry, not Black Swan, uh, Super Giant. Uh, super Giant, Super Giant, yeah. Um, which is, uh, Psychic Shockwaves and is basically, uh, well-laid plans. Yeah. Okay. Which is... Right, so that's, it's, yeah, good, but we can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> But I do think we get okay. shush in here, and I think I do I th- like that. Yeah, I think we might not have the room for simpleton actually. Oh, we have nine so far. Yeah, but I think we want um, mission objective. Tell me why. Uh, I think it's just the best non-restricted card in the game right now, and mostly should be playing it. Sure, but I mean, is it in our game plan? Mm-hmm. I think we are, a, we are a plan that is relying on the dice, and this is a little bit of insurance against the dice turning against us, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, so do we need Recalibration Matrix? Recal- is that restricted? Uh, recalibration Matrix, I think, is a very solid shout. Mm. Um, Ooh, it's not restricted. No, Amazing. it's not. Let's get Recal in there. Um, one. The other one I can think of is No Matter the Cost. Who would use it? Uh, Apex turn one, X-23 turn one. Um, you know what? I like that even better because the, with their healing factor, doesn't they can use it more freely. Yeah. So do we? I think we do recalibration matrix and uh, no matter the cost, both. And then we drop one of our character specifics because we have a lot yeah. of character specifics. Um. I feel like we could dump Pelios. Okay. Because we're doing a lot of damage as anyway. Yeah. And that combines to a full roster. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. It's, it's a, a bit of interesting angles to it and some straightforward angles to it. So it's a little bit of everyone for everyone. Yeah. So for everyone at home... The full roster is Craven the Hunter, Logan the Wolverine, X-23, Honey Badger, Domino, Sabertooth, Apex Predator, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, Ebony Maw with the Space Gem, Iron Man, Modoc, Scientist Supreme. For tactic cards, we have Fearful Cemetery, Are You Sure You Want to Remember, Dossier, Follow Me, Exceptional Healing, Happy Birthday Run, Simpleton, I Will Do It Myself. Shh. <laughs> Recalibration Matrix and no matter the cost. For secures, we have intrusions open across city as seals collapse. Sword establishes base on blue on moon's blue area. And demons downtown has our come up and come due. And then extracts are paranoia, pummels, populace. Struggle for the cube continues. And scrolls infiltrate world leadership. So yeah. Perfect. That is a very interesting list. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, as usual, when I see when I build these things with you, uh, then get really jazzed to try them out to see just how this happens on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who want to reach out to you, where could they find you? Ah, okay, great. Um, I am on um, Discord as uh, dr underscore Norbert. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I have uh, a Twitch channel that I stream games from the TTS League which is dr underscore Norbert as well. I have a YouTube channel, which is dr Norbert Games, where I put up all the stream games after they're done as an archive. Um, and on, on Twitter, you can find me at uh, 45 Caliber Idea. That's 45 Caliber Idea. Fantastic. And if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Lexo White, where not only do you get the previously mentioned uh, Darkhold podcast where you can hear all the stuff I have been playing. You can also see all the custom characters I am working on because they are on the Morlocks Discord that you can get access to through that, as well as my quarterly playlist, my monthly check-ins on what I've been watching, as well as bonus episodes with guests 
about various different TVs, movies, video games, all that fun stuff. So plenty of interesting stuff on that Patreon if you want to support the show. Also, yeah, and you, you do so in such a positive manner as well. So it's definitely worth the investment. Thank you. That means a bunch. Uh, also, uh, if you want to see me in person, I am running a qualifier for LVO. Woohoo! Uh, let me get the link again so I can remember when all the details, because my brain is fried. Uh, we are recording this after a very long weekend for me, so my brain is a little mush. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it is... July, uh, July, come on, page load, 22nd, from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, 32 players, uh, we have, uh, it's going to be a super fun time, we are intending to stream it, if at all possible, um, oh, fun, so wow. keep an eye out for that as well, if you cannot make it over to the Seattle area, um, that is a it's going to be a super fun time, and I hope people come out to it. We had a blast last year, and I'm hoping to do a repeat this year. So, yeah. Um, I, I think it's great. You're running a 32-person uh, team tournament and, and um, hopefully getting a stream. Great. Yeah. 30, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, LBO qualifier. So, yeah. And then, of course, I will most likely be back for LBO next year. Good for you. Uh, Thank you for helping out there. Yeah, no, it's it's a blast. Also, if you want to email the show, you can do so at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me, I am Gypt on most... Uh, I am Lexa White on most MCP discords, Gypt on the non-MCP discords. And if you want to see me play something completely different, you can go to twitch.tv slash games Saturday mornings to watch me and the titular Codab do uh, custom Arkham Horror the Card Game stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. I do a lot of things. Yeah, obviously. Uh, good for you. Life uh, is short. So thank you very, very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure, as always. And uh, I hope people enjoy the roster and do t- let us know how it works out for you if you try it out. Yep. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs> <laughs>